When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Football Fanatics UK podcast with your hosts, Ari Marquides and Tom Crawford, bringing you the English coverage of American football. So, a bit more about us. Who are we and why do we think we can talk about NFL? Uh, We are just two normal NFL fans talking about the NFL as if we know everything about it, when realistically we we don't know anything really. Uh, So... We are going to have people on as guests um, from around the NFL industry across uh, the UK and the States. Um, we're going to have um, fancy football experts or more self-proclaimed experts on. Um, <laughs> our aim is to have um, various people from different British NFL, uh, British American football teams on with us, uh, trying to give the British game a bit more exposure. So that should be good. Um, and that's much as we're going to do for now, we're going to have a few more guests and then we'll see where it gets to. But before yeah, we get definitely. started, should we uh, introduce ourselves? So, go on, Tom. Yeah, so um, I've um, been a fan of the NFL for quite a long time now, probably about 20 odd years. Um, saw my first NFL game in 1998 when I was six years old. Got to see Dan yes. Reno play in a preseason game. Don't remember the game, just remember getting my face painted. Um, and then a couple of years after that, started going to some Bucks preseason games. Unfortunately, became a fan of them. Um, although we did win <laughs> like two years later, which was really good. It's been all downhill since then. Um, but no, um, yeah, like, like we said, by no means an expert. I just love to talk about the NFL. We'll, we'll talk about it to anyone that I possibly can who who shows any interest. Um, even managed to do my dissertation on the NFL, and I studied geography, so nice. figure that one out. Nice. Yeah, that's it for me. Really. 
Um, I probably know when near as uh, educated on it as you are. Then I've only been watching it about five years, um, but it's been a good five years. Uh, start watching it with my friends. Uh, started following the Seahawks. I know a bit of a glory supporter. A little um, bit there, yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good five years. As the last few years, been more and more interested in it. Um, established the Football Fanatics UK um, because I thought I just saw a few things online. I thought there needs to be a bit, a bit more of a place where we can have all the UK fans together. Um, made quite a few good friends on the uh, page so far. Um, I thought make make a pop a little podcast as well. Um, but it has turned into a bit more of an international thing too. We have got a quite even split of uh, UK and US fans on there now, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, so we are launching the website in a few weeks. Um, I think it will be footballfanatics.uk. Um, and we have our Instagram page, which is footballfanatics underscore UK. And we have our Twitter page, which is not doing very well. <laughs> we need some followers. F fanatics underscore UK. Yeah. Followers, please. Uh, but yeah, we should uh, get more into the podcast then. Yeah. And then uh, there'll be a website coming soon, won't there? Yeah. Yours truly will be writing. <laughs> Not sure how well that's going to go. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So for today, we're currently uh, in a bit of a predicament. We're recording from different places. Uh, obviously, the coronavirus has made us all isolate. So. Um, yeah, the apocalypse. Bear with, yeah, bear with us for now. Um, okay. Yeah, so we were going to cover a little bit of news first. Um, we'll start off with the CBA. So it's a couple of weeks old now, but still a big thing to cover. Um, so what were your thoughts on that, Harry? Uh, well, I mean, I do think it is good and bad. It has its good points and bad points. So a good point would be that we are going to see more football. Uh, which is always a good point. It's definitely uh, a positive. Yeah. Um, a, a good point would also be that we are going to have, well, the, the majority of the league are going to have a bigger, uh, sorry, a higher national, higher minimum wage, sorry, um, which is better for them. Uh, a negative probably yeah. be that um, there is going to be a worse team or two in the playoffs, which I do see as a, a bit yeah, negative. But- Think to me now that wild card weekend is going to be so exciting. You have three games on each day. Yeah, but um, one. Don't care how late we'll be staying up to watch it over here, but we're going to get three games, and they, they're still going to be good games. Like none of the seven seeds from like the last kind of like two decades or so that would have made it in if this rule had been in existence. None of them would have had losing records. Like they're still going to be decent teams. We'll still get good games. To me, the second seed still has a big advantage because they'll be playing the seventh seed. It should yeah. be better than them anyway. To me, the only um, advantage that's kind of gained from it is on that one seed, and obviously makes that one seed now so important. Yeah, who who's who would be the seventh seed from last year? Then would it be the uh, Steelers? One of I think Steelers might have been one from the AFC, which no one would have liked to watch Hodges or oh, Mason man. Rudolph play. But we can mark that off mark that off as an exception. Mm, can we? Yeah, we can. Put it this way, it gives the books more chance to get in. That makes me happy. Mm. Okay, okay, we'll 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 leave it there, shall we? That, that, I mean, I do. I think uh, well, the one part I do like actually is the fact that only the number one seed now gets um, the yeah. buy, which is I think that's a good positive because I think it, people were saying it wasn't very good because the two teams should get it, but I think it's a, a more of an incentive to try and win that uh, conference now. No, um, I think it's better to have it. Better the number one prize rather than 
two teams going for bye. Yeah, no, I agree. And I still can't see many seventh seeds ever getting really to the Super Bowl. Um, like we had a short run at the start of the 2010s where like the sixth seed was quite often getting to the Super Bowl and some of them winning it like when the Giants did it. Um, but I think that's going to be much more of an outlier now. Um, it's much more of an outlier. Um, yeah, a lot of the people on the internet that were telling me why they think it was a bad idea was because um, obviously players' health, and I don't understand players' health is paramount but you know if you wait up with watch more football or players health I mean one more game isn't going to do too much No I don't think so and obviously they'll be getting paid more money as well they've got a bigger share of the revenue now once that 17, 17th game kicks in as well which I imagine will be from next year um, their share of the revenue will go up to 48.5% um, so that's still pretty good they are going to be getting more money Um I think as well, a thing about the health, which should help is um, they've increased like the pensions so for all the retired players and then yeah. um, across all the cities that um, have an NFL team, they're setting up um, kind of like health hubs, like um, uh, medical hubs for them for like all the play, um, retired players. So once they've um, finished their careers, they can still get all the medical attention that they need um, for free. Um, they're all covered for it and stuff like that because obviously we're seeing more and more the impact of people on their, like, their mental health and brain injuries and stuff like that and those sort of effects. So I think it's really good that, yeah, too right, yeah. that the players were able to get that from their point of view. And in reality, there's not much for the NFL for the owners to give up. Yeah, they, yeah they've got enough money, haven't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. They've got more than enough. Yeah. I mean, to give a little bit back, these players have put their bodies on the line for their entertainment for years and years now. Exactly. Give a little bit back to them. Yeah, I think the only thing that I kind of expected would be if we were going to get an extra game, which we have done, I thought that there might be a chance to get an extra bye week as well So for teams to have two. Um, To me, that makes sense for the players, obviously, because they'd get get an extra week of rest. But then also, to me, that's good for TV deals, so for the owners and for fans, because then there's an extra week of games. So, um, so to me, it made sense for them to do something like that. But obviously, they mustn't have yeah. considered it because you never saw that being talked about in rumours or anything like no, that. No, never. But I, I've seen that this uh, extra playoff game could come into uh, effect as soon as this year coming up. Yeah. Which is good. No, it'll be exciting. Um, I'd love to yeah, book sneak in as a, as a seventh seed to lose in the wild card round. I, I honestly think the Bucks make the playoffs with ease this year. With ease, no, no, not happening. <laughs> not happening. Uh, okay, um, so one little theme we're going to try and carry forward in all these podcasts is uh, we're going to basically pick a, a topic of the podcast. Today's going to be free agency, and uh, both of us are going to pick five um, of our favourites in that category. So today it's five of our favourite free agents moves. Um. I pick five, you pick five, and we'll discuss them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you want to get going with your one first? Yeah. So you can't start anywhere else other than Tom Brady. Um, obviously, being a Bucks fan, yeah. um, I think I might be the only person that's kind of not excited by this. Um, everyone else um, that I know on Twitter, like my dad and all that, they're they're made up. You can tell me it's been happening for ages. I think I've been in den- denial about it. Um, I mean, it is exciting from 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 many angles but at the same time he's a 43 year old quarterback um, come into a new system to a system that doesn't necessarily fit him and yes I'm sure that they'll adjust it to, to make it fit him um, but I still have my worries around it mostly because there's a lot of guaranteed money for the second year and our offensive line is terrible um, 
I think yeah, that, but it'll improve. It should improve, especially if we take a tackle in the first round. And I don't see us making any other decision than that in the draft now. Like we have to get better tackles in place to keep to keep Brady uprightly. Like yes, he gets rid of the ball so quickly. Um but the um Godwin and Evans are such good deep weapons. Um I think that he we do we do need time for the play to kind of set itself up so the offensive line are gonna have to hold up in protection for him. Um I mean mm. if, if if we can do that, if we improve the O line, um then yeah, I think we'd have a really good chance to get to the playoffs. Still scares me because we've got the other quarterbacks in our division. Obviously, you've got Matt Ryan for the Falcons, and you've got Drew Brees coming back for another year. So it's hard enough to get it, yeah. hard enough to win the NFC South, um, let alone getting like, number one. They are some pretty old quarterbacks themselves, aren't they? Yeah, stacked. Um, but yeah, no, I I am nervous about it. Um, I'm a bit annoyed that he's taken number twelve from Godwin. To be honest, I wanted Godwin to keep number twelve. Um, <laughs> that was always going to happen. Yeah, it, it was, but. I think I prefer Godwin, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, not a surprise. Not as excited as other people are, but, you know. Honestly, I'd be buzzing. I would be buzzing. He's 43, though. He's 43. He's 43. Um, I mean, you say, we. everyone keeps saying that he can't throw deep anymore, but realistically, he hasn't really had a deep receiver uh, on his team, like, like a specialist. That's true. For for a, maybe a few years, so and if you really think about it as well, the uh, like Godwin is a is very good after like after the catch. Yeah. So yeah, he, you know it, it doesn't mean just because he is a good deep receiver, he can't do anything else. That's true. Okay, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is more of just like a throw up, and he will win most contested catches. But yeah, um, Godwin Godwin can test most backs. He can run and run and run. Yeah, no. So. Like to me, Godwin's the better receiver as well. He's more rounded, like you said. He's he's good after the catch. Evans will drop yeah. the easy catches and he'll make the ridiculous ones, which are really hard. He, he's done that the whole time he's been there. Obviously, he's still an amazing player. Um, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Got Godwin's better, and obviously you've got OJ Howard. Um, yeah. Should come along. Um, seemed to go missing at parts last year, especially in the first half. And got camp. Yeah, but... like to me. Evans could be used almost as kind of like a, a a Rob Gronkowski for him. He's just that big target man for him to throw the ball up to, like he did with Gronk. And Evans is going to come yeah. down and get it, and then you can have Godwin maybe acting in the slot a little bit more. Yeah. So I mean, I think there is there is big potential there, but I think in all my years of being a Bucks fan, um, especially the, like the last fifteen. Like it's been all pretty much negative and bad decisions and decisions that fire back and and hurt us in the long run. So I think I'm just, worried that we might just be repeating ourselves. Obviously, I don't want that just, to happen. But. Just think if you're one of these players that has been in the changing room with James Winston for the last few years, and suddenly yeah. Tom Brady's coming in. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think I like Winston more than other books fans. Yeah, um, I even towards no the end, like, I mean, you can't you can't hate him, like. He still throws the ball everywhere, uh, and like he yeah. he he brought the offensive line out of a lot of holes. Like Jameis, half the time is running for his life, and he's bouncing off defenders, and he's staying on his feet. And yes, he drops the ball a lot, and he gives the ball to the other team. But I think if, if he wasn't as willing to throw the ball <laughs> and to stay there and to run around uh, behind that O line, we would have been a much much worse team. So not that we were good anyway, but I think if we'd had anyone other than Jameis, like I think we would have been even worse. Not buying it, mate. Unfortunately, not buying it. It's fine. No, Jameis Winston is the pit no. at the moment. He's fine. <laughs> he's back for him. He's not got a job. Someone, some, someone's got to show him some love. 
No. Yeah. I, honestly, I can't see anybody taking him for a starting role. It'll, it'll take someone one. Someone will take him when there's an injury. There'll be an injury. They're all his, and someone will take him. But um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Moving on to my next guy, another quarterback here. We got um, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, this is as much a surprise to me, just because they push Cam out the door. Um, I think Teddy's gonna not gonna be any more than kind of like a stopgap. Um, okay. Some people think it may be other Panthers tanking for next year when you got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields coming out, which is a possibility. Um, but at the same time, their coach might rule. He turns things around quickly. Did that in college twice, um, so we could be doing that with the Panthers again. And um, without needing to tank, you might just think Teddy's a better fit for him. Um, yeah. I think there's some good things about it where you've got um, the the guy who's now offensive coordinator now, Joe Brady. Um, he was on the Saints staff um, two years ago, so he knows Teddy a little bit already. Um, so there is some familiar, familiar, familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> There's some understanding there already. Yeah. Um, so it could be good for them, but I think yeah, to me, he's no more than a stopgap. Like he's got good money for a stopgap, but to me, that's all he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I, I love that move from the Panthers. I, I, before they, they uh, brought Teddy in, I was 100% sure they were going for Lawrence next year. 100% sure. Yeah. And, and they brought Teddy in now. I'm kind of even more more sure. Like People are saying, I know Teddy's going to be the man there. But, I mean, it makes sense. Teddy Bajota is a guy. He's not he's nothing spectacular. He's just a guy that runs an offense. Yeah, he runs um, the if offense. He, if he can, yeah, if he can put everything through CMC anyway. Yeah, um, McCaffrey just gonna run the ball as always. They've got CMC, and then um, they've got about fourteen slot slot, um, slot receivers on their roster. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think obviously Teddy likes to get rid of the ball quickly. He doesn't like to hold on to it. He doesn't like to go deep. So I think if he can utilize the small, quick guys that they do have on that on on their offense, yeah, their receiver, um, then I think then I think it, it could work well for him. Yeah, definitely. Right. So I'm going on now. My favorite. Um, signing of the entire free agency um, is Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Um, now I do hate nice. this a little bit um, because it's scary to see the Saints get more weapons as a Bucks fan, but I think this makes so much sense for Sanders and for Saints. Um, so the Saints have been looking for someone to come next to Michael Thomas for the last couple of years now. Yeah, um, and I think Sanders is the, per- the perfect weapon um, to go alongside him. Um, very surprised the 49ers let him go. Um, Obviously, he did get injured towards the end of the year, but before that, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, he was keen helping them get to the playoffs, he, keen getting them to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think he's going to be the perfect complement to Michael Thomas yeah. on that Saints offense. Um, and obviously, if you get um, Kamara coming back healthier, you've got three great weapons there for Drew Brees straight away, and then you've got Jared Cook at tight end. So I think yeah. they've just stacked their offense even more, which is scary, but like I said, I do love this move because it makes so much sense for everyone. Yeah, he's a he's the kind of receiver too that doesn't just he doesn't just do the easy stuff. He gets involved with all the hearts, all the blocking. Yeah, he loves yeah, to block. Yeah, yeah, and I think the good thing about it too, what the Saints have struggled with, like with uh, with Gin and etc. The, the boys they brought in, brought in players that are never going to distract a cornerback from Michael Thomas. Yeah. Like if you've got a cornerback coming in who's going to follow the best receiver, that's it. Thomas is going to be covered. Obviously, yeah. he manage, manages to get around it anyway. But with Sanders, he's not like a bad receiver at all. He's is an up there with the top boys. So yeah, I mean, you know, it may not be he's not the elite of the elite, but like he's definitely a top receiver. So yeah. you know, it, it teams teams are going to have to decide who who they want to. 
cover here. No, definitely. To me, they've now got two number one receivers on the team, and there's not yeah. not many teams in the league that have got that. You're like maybe if you look at something like the books, like we've just said, they've got Godwin and Evans as another team that have got two number one receivers. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, the Saints are one of the the only others. Yeah, both in the same uh, division. Yep. Scary. It's gonna be scary for the other defenses there. Um, yeah, well, the Bucks defense is terrible, isn't it? It is, especially that secondary. We got better towards the end, but I think trying to cover Michael Thomas, um, now Sam, Jared Cook, oh. Kamara come out of the backfield. I mean, we've got all the best. Got a beast um, at linebacker, um, Devin White, but I think it's still scary to to think what that Saints offense can be. Mm. Um, right, then moving on to my next guy. Um, I'll flip it over to the, um, the defensive side now. So we've got Byron Jones, obviously a big move for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to yeah. Dolphins, he's got paid all the money in the world. Um, the biggest contract that we've seen in this free agency. Um, he was the top cornerback in the market. Um, despite that, he doesn't kind of really have the stats that kind of go um, that go with that. Um, yeah. with the move because um, the Dolphins needed help here. Um, they've already got Xavier Howard. Um, but to me, if you pair along Byron Jones with him, they've got two number one um, cornerbacks in the league. Obviously, you've got um, their coach coming over from Bill Belichick. Um, love who and Belichick builds his defensive typically around the secondary first, um, as opposed to yeah. um, the line up front. He kind of builds it from the back. Um, and we've got the Dolphins doing the exact same thing here with those two um, cornerbacks. So I think it's going to be great for them. I think it should make up for a bit of the lack of pass rush that they've got as well. And um, they've got no one that can kind of get past their lines and get to the quarterback really. Um, I'm sure they'll address that in the draft um, this year. Um, but the two of these guys they should be able to lock down the receivers um, and, and make up for it. Yeah. Would you, I mean, you surprised by the I, thing you got? I wasn't because I think when, when big players like I go into free agency and there was talk for a long time, he wasn't going to take the Cowboys. He can kind of name his price, uh, and yeah. obviously, the only other one that was, that was probably available was Darius Slay, uh, and he was a, a trade. Um, I put a little thing on Instagram uh, a few days ago saying, um, "Who would people rather have, the trade for Darius Slay, or the free agency move for Byron Jones?" And there was a renowned in, uh, decision on Slay. Everyone loves Slay. I mean, I, uh, I would still take Slay to be honest. Yeah, he's only like two years older than him as well, and he's got yeah. much better stats than him. He's more yeah. consistent than him. Have you seen the deal he got for him too? And Philly's deal is that it's a three-year deal, but um, if they actually, if they actually only did it for two years, that would be it. The cost is over. There's they no cost for him. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it works out perfectly. Then he's what a thirty-one-year-old cornerback. He probably yeah. hit his hit his like his max as he's ever going to do, and he's I mean that's an area they need they need support in massively. The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that's a good signing for them as well. Um, yeah, been quite. There wasn't really kind of like a big name corner that had the stats to back it up. Obviously, Jones still got the big money, but he, he doesn't have the interceptions that kind of go with the money that he's been no. paid for this. Obviously, he can shut people down, um, which is what you like. But obviously, I think everyone still likes the the guys that can make the plays on the ball. Um, Stat lines. He's missing that, but I mean, maybe maybe that's something that that um, Brian Flores can get out of him. Hopefully. Yeah. Right then, moving on to my final guy. Um, I've got Joe Schobert. Um, I mean, I've loved Joe Schobert for a couple of years, mostly because I always pick him in fantasy when we do the the individual defensive players because he just gets all the tackles. Um, yeah. 
Um, but I think he has got a lot of money, much more money than I expected him to get um, going to the Jags. Um, to me, they've overpaid for the fact that they've got no one else um, that's any good on the on the roster at the moment. After they've got Miles Jack, but he's kind of more of an outside linebacker than um, yeah um, than the middle, which is where Joe Schobert's going to come in. Um, so to me, it makes a ton of sense. They've overpaid for him, but that's kind of where the Jaguars are at the moment. They kind of need to overpay to get people in, um, especially the rumours coming out with ex-players that have been there talking about the culture and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I, I, I'm kind of shocked at this, if I'm honest, because I thought the Jaguars were in a full reset. Um, now, I know you have to build, have players to build around, um, but it, 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 it did shock me that they went out and paid that much money for a player. Yeah. Because usually when a team's in reset, they usually try and keep the wage, the cap space low. So then they can, once they do draft players in, they can then start bringing in players from free agency then. Yeah. You know, build it all at the same time rather than different stages. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, they've gone with it. I mean, I mean, they did need help on defense. They've, a lot of players have gone elsewhere, so... Yeah, no, I mean, I do think they've paid too much money for him, like you've just touched on there, but I think it should be a good fit overall. And obviously being able to move yeah. Miles Jack back to the outside... Um, the that was a linebacker position um, should definitely help their overall defense as well. They were kind of misusing him, um, so it, this is kind of going to help from um, from two fronts. Yeah. All right then. So that's my five guys. Um, do you want to move into yours? Yeah. Sweet. I mean, uh, who should I start with? That's one. That's one question. Who do I start with for you? Uh, okay. I'll start with Melvin Gordon. Uh, so I like and don't like this move for the Broncos. It's great. They've got three positive backs. Uh, obviously, yeah. Melvin Gordon's incredible at times. We've seen we've seen him put up top five numbers. We've seen him then try and after big man, ask for more money. Didn't work out. Like uh, it, it never was going to work out. And uh, now he's had to take a a deal with the Broncos. I'm guessing he's not he's not getting anywhere near what he was asking for at the uh, Chargers. No, he's getting less money than uh, Eckler as well. The guy who was yeah. behind him. I love Aston Eckler. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, but, you know, with Gordon, it, it probably suited him more to go to a team that needed a running back outright, like maybe the Bucks, where they needed someone yeah. to go in and prove themselves, and then he could go in and prove himself, and then after that, they could ask for more money. But at the moment, he's going in somewhere where he, he might not even get as many snaps as he thinks he needs to prove himself. Like, But the Broncos are going to still use uh, for Lindsay, and and. Yeah. Um, Freeman might get some of the uh, goal line touches, so it's yeah, going mean, to be a bit of a, a fight for him. It's very much going to be a committee there. Like I love Philip Lindsay. Um, I would have, would have loved to see Melvin Gordon come over to the books if we'd been able to get him. Um, I thought the place that made the most sense for him was the Texans. Obviously, they've not re-signed Carlos Hyde. Um, so I'm thinking if you get Melvin Gordon lined up next to to Sean Watson, that's going to be a great pairing. Um, yeah. But no, I think, yeah, like you said, it's going to be crowded backfield. Um, but there are a few teams now which are doing the running back room by committee. Um, you've even got the high-end guys, like you've got Zeke, um, Saquon. Um, you've got those types of guys, Christian McCaffrey, that are kind of like on their own in another, um, on another level. And then you do have teams that take it more to a committee. Um, yeah. So I think overall, they should work really well for the Broncos. They can, they can hit you different ways. You've got the quick, the quick small guy with Lindsay and then two bigger bruises with Freeman and Melvin Gordon, but Gordon can still get out there and go past anyone. Yeah, I mean, I do think Gordon is a great back, but I just think with the Broncos, they're not going to be using him as like a, a lead, an outright lead back where he can go out and prove himself. 
No, but at least he gets to go get his revenge on the Chargers twice a year now. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. The Chargers have improved. Um, second guy I've gone with is Todd Gurley. Now, obviously, he was a bit of, he was a free agent because he was released rather than uh, he didn't just hit free agency. Uh, but still, free agent nonetheless. I think his yep. move to the Falcons was was one of the best moves he could have made. I think. Yeah, uh, they've released Freeman. Uh, they needed a back to go there. Um, Matt Ryan needs to hit the ball out of his hands sometimes quite quickly. Although he's got Julio and Calvin Ridley, who are absolute speedsters, yeah. he needs he needs that player that can can be available to him like three four yards out. And Todd Gurley, we we saw when the Rams utilized him like this way, he was amazing. Um, so I think yeah, yeah, they've only got him. Like, is it one year contract? One year contract, low money, it's like five six million, isn't it? Something like that. So it's pretty yeah. low risk so, for them. Yeah, so I think that there's all the possibility here they're going to run him into the ground. They're going to run him and run him and run him until he just can't run anymore. As long and as like, he can still move. Yeah, well, until he can. And yeah, well, there's no risk. That, yeah. that, that five, six million is what, like, it's nothing for them. You know? Yeah. So if they can just utilize him as much as they can, and then if, once they can't use him anymore, then they've not lost anything, have they? So, no, definitely. Um, he did have a down down year last year in terms of like his touches and his yardage and there was no like splash plays that we that we'd got used to seeing with him, but he still had fourteen touchdowns. So he's still yeah. gonna be a really valuable player, whether even if he just starts getting more goal line um carries, yeah. like he's gonna be reliable when it comes down there. Obviously he's going yeah, back definitely. to where he was in college now, so I think it makes a ton of sense for him. Yeah, definitely. I think you know he obviously had well, the, you know, the down year might have been because he was it had injuries, or it could have been because he, you know, he wasn't feeling it, or you know, no one knows. You know, nothing came out officially. We all had our our theories about whether he has arthritis in his knees, etc. Um, but for I mean, the fact that he's lost that big contract there uh, and come back, come back down to earth with a five million pound contract, I think it, I think it has a bit of a negative uh, impact on all the other running backs who are hoping to get there, like Derrick Henry. Yes. He's his his chance of getting a big contract now, Derek Henry, has come down uh, uh, quite a lot. I think. Yeah, I think we're going to see that more often now. Like to me, you're going to see less running backs picked in the first round, um, but the ones that do get picked are going to be the star players. You're going to yeah. run them into the ground. You'll probably give them at least one franchise tag, um, but then after that, you kind of cut them loose. Like to me, the next interesting one's going to be Christian McCaffrey because he's a fantastic yeah. player. Um, to me, it's also a waste to see him on the Panthers at this time because he's in his prime right now and he's getting wasted on a team that realistically isn't going to go to the playoffs probably. And even if they did sneak in on that not U7 missing. seed, they're not really going to make it much further. Um, yeah. So I think running backs are going to find themselves in tricky situations. Like to me, McCaffrey should be trying to um, get himself traded to go to a team that's loaded. Um like in terms of team building, to me the final piece of a team should be the running back. You should build everything else. You should build your real line, build your D line, get your quarterback, get your secondary, and then that's when you find the high end running back. It's the same with Saquon on the Giants. Like he's just he's getting wasted. Like they're not going to go anywhere quickly, and they're yeah. wasting his prime years. Um, so I think it's a it's a bit it's quite a bit quite sad to see because the running backs aren't going to last as long as they used to now so we're going to see no. these guys having shorter careers and they're, they're not going to be as decorated injured, they're all starting to get injured none of them win the MVP award anymore because everyone throws the ball um, so I think it's become kind of like a less and less high-end position yeah which is sad it is okay um, going to my next one um, Amari Cooper um, now this was a bit of a shock to me I think because um 
Obviously, got paid. Pay, yeah, it was pay him or pay Dak, and they chose to pay him. And I would have definitely paid Dak. Uh, a lot of negative uh, views towards Dak on social media. I put my little top 10 quarterbacks up about uh, two days ago. Uh, and got I got a lot of hate. I got battered. Yeah, I got battered. People hate Dak Prescott. Don't know why. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he does. I think he does the essentials very well. Um, he runs that. That offense was the number one offense in the league at times last year. And people keep saying, "Oh, look, he was played." But that's the same as saying Tom Brady's played in a division with the Dolphins uh, for how many how many years yeah. now, and nobody criticizes him for that. So you know, Dak Prescott has done what he's been asked to do very well. So um, I would have personally have paid him uh, his big money, and then. Tagged uh, Cooper. But... Yeah, no. To me, you should you should be tying up your quarterback long term. Like I think you're you're higher on Dak than I am. I still think he's a good quarterback. Um, but to me, it's more, the quarterback's a much more important position. So yeah. you should be filling you should be filling that hole before you look at getting receivers. And yes, Amari Cooper makes a big difference to Dak's stat lines and to how Dak plays. Obviously, yeah. they've got they've got a really good connection with each other. Um, but yeah, to me, Cooper, they've. They shouldn't have paid him first. He's been given too much money. Like he's still quite an in- inconsistent player. Yeah. Um. So that was a big reason why, why the Raiders were willing to trade him away. Oh, he's obviously got all the talent in the world because when he's on it, he's really on it, and he's he is one of the best receivers in the league. But there's too many weeks when um when he doesn't turn up or when he's dropping the ball. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah they have made a bit of a mistake here, um, in getting him signed up first, but. We've seen from history that Jerry Jones doesn't let star players leave the Cowboys. Um, so it w- wasn't a surprise, but I think the wrong move, ultimately. I think it might be something to do with the fact that um, the new head coach that's come in now is definitely a pass-first kind of guy. McCarthy, maybe, he's thinking, yeah. Yeah. maybe he's thinking, secure my um, my star receiver yeah. and the uh, quarterback will just stay with the, with the tag. Yeah, there is there is uh, rumors that Dak isn't going to play this year if he doesn't get the contract, uh, which would be quite interesting to see. That would be that would be very interesting to see. See him hold out. Yeah, that'd be um, surprised. I mean, to me, the quarterback market's only getting up, um, getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think the Cowboys have kind of um, messed us up quite a bit um, in not playing paying Dak last year. Like if they just maybe paid him like one or two million more than he wanted than than they wanted to last year, they would have saved. A lot more money compared oh, yeah. to they're going to have to pay him. He's going to want even more money, especially with the fact that the cap is going up. Um, he's going to ask for for that extra. Um, so to me, the Cowboys have have messed this up, and this is the kind of move which kind of can set a, fran- a franchise back. Um, yeah, a few years. Uh, okay, move on to uh, my next one is Austin Hooper. Now I'll confess, I do like the Browns a lot. Uh, I had liked them a lot last in. year. Yeah, last year they sucked me in and it didn't pay off. Uh, this year, I think this is big things this year. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm being a bit naive again. You sound like uh, every Austin. Browns fan. <laughs> I'm actually not even a Browns fan either, but I just like the Browns. I think yeah. the setup's good. Um, the, I think Austin Hooper, apart from obviously the elite guys at the top, your uh, Kittle, um, Kelsey and Ertz, I think he is your next, your next best. I yeah. think he's considerably better than quite a lot of the other tight ends in the league. Um, now, people people aren't really ranking that high. I've seen quite around other um, people on, on on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think he's, I think he's great. 
I think the fact that you've got two tight ends there now who are both big, powerful fellas, uh, yeah. I think Baker is now set up to win. I mean, if he doesn't win now, I think he's got no excuses. No, definitely. Like when you consider what they have got on offense now, obviously they've got Stefanski um, come to run the show. Um, when you think about it, obviously they've, they've got Hooper in now, they've got Njoku, like you said, the other big tight end for them. Um, Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Nick Chubb in the backfield with him as well. And then a healthy OBJ and Jarvis Landry. That's absolutely loaded. Like if they can get yeah. some protection for Baker, um, address that offensive line that they need to. Um, yeah, he's got absolutely no excuse um, to not win, um, and I think I think that like like you, I think this is a great move. Um, Stefanski loves to run the two tight end sets. He did it all last year um, with Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith um, for the Vikings. Um, so he's just looking to bring that blueprint yeah. um, along with him to the Browns. Um, so I think they should have a lot of success there. To me, Baker is set up quite well to be able to run the same sort of offense as Kirk Cousins in terms of the, the boot action. Obviously, all the teams are going to have to respect both Nick Chubb and. Um, Kareem Hunt in the backfield, they're always going to be a threat. Um, yeah. So to me, the Browns' offense should actually be able to deliver this year compared to last year when they were a hot mess. They were. I mean, I didn't put a lot of people put last year's um, performances down to Baker a lot of it because they saw the arrogance in the media uh, and they saw his advert. A lot of people keep saying, "Oh, he's more focused on adverts." You know, if, when you're number one pick in the draft, you are going to get media commitments. You know, yeah. You can't. You can't just suddenly decide once you're a losing team. I'm not doing them anymore. You sign the contract yeah. at the beginning of the year. You know, if you lose or winning, you start to do media commitments. Uh, people like obviously people see like are focusing more on the fact that he's not concentrating on his football, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, I do think a lot of it was down to the fact that his receivers weren't really performing that well. You know, he had Landry was his best receiver, and even that wasn't amazing. He had an absolutely terrible offensive line. And yeah, since he's he come did. into the league, he's had awful, awful coaches. You know, it's it's been. One bad thing after another, and the fact that he hasn't taken off, it can't be all down to him. I mean, we've seen how well like Patrick Mahomes has been, and and Lamar Jackson have benefited from like good coaches. Yeah, and they've 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 come on leaps and bounds, and you can see that Baker on the other hand isn't getting that same coaching. So, I think after this year, we can probably judge him properly. Yeah, like you said, with any young cut quarterback, it's the coach and they've got around them, and then the offensive line, both. Yeah. The two guys you've mentioned there, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, have good offensive lines and they have great, great coaches, um, particularly Mahomes with Andy Reid, obviously. So I think Baker should be able to improve a lot this year. Um, to me, he does have all the potential to become one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, and with the weapons around him, he should be able to do that. Um, hopefully this is the year they can actually make that step forward, not suck us in and disappoint us. Okay, again. Um, okay, I'll move on to my last one then. Uh my last one is Philip Rivers. Now, again, this guy gets a lot of criticism. Uh, he, he I love say Phil. He's washed. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, I do think that the guy gets awfully angry <laughs> at every <laughs> other team. It's never his fault. Uh, he just loves to talk wrong. trash as well. Have you seen yeah, him? I mean, so yeah, fun. I have, yeah. He's, he's an aggressive man. Um, but, you know... He's got seven he has, kids at home. He's got to let out some frustration somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know he has done a lot in his career, everything apart from winning that Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, it it would be good if he if he moved somewhere that with a bit more protection because obviously he's not really known for his interceptions. And last year was uh, interception after interception. So I think that was down to a lot when he was getting rushed on the ball, he wasn't dealing with it well at all. Yeah. The ball's getting thrown up in the air; it was landing anywhere. 
Um, but now he's moved to probably the best offensive line in the league, maybe maybe the second best or the best. So, yeah. I mean, perfect landing spot for him. And I think uh, I think they could do the few more weapons on offense. But they have got, um, I think it's Pascal's there, isn't he? Yeah, that's wise there. I'm not sure who, who the other first round they got. Um, Paris Campbell, is it? He was that's in just one, most yeah. of the year. Yeah, so that's three good good receivers. But just think, if they all perform this year, then fantastic for him. But yeah, if I, they might might want to find somebody else. Yeah, I think they'll try find a a big weapon. Um, um, wide receiver, um, a big guy to go up and um, catch the ball. Obviously, yeah. at the Chargers, um, Rivers had that through Mike Williams, and then even Keenan Allen to an extent, he can still go up and get the ball. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, the cast around him at the moment is currently on the smaller side, more the run after the catch type guys. So, T.Y. Hilton's yeah. a deep threat. Um, but can Rivers throw the ball that deep anymore? Um, we'll, we'll we'll wait to see that. But no, I, I think he does need a big body receiver. Um, so I think obviously they don't have that first round pick anymore. They traded it away. Yeah. Um, when they brought in um, the guy from the 49ers, his name I can't remember, DeForest Buckner, when they brought yeah. him along. Great um, trade that. So I think they'll probably um, use that second round pick um, to get a receiver. Obviously, everyone's heard how good this wide receiver class is going to be. Um, yeah, it's incredible. So I think they, they should still be able to get someone um, really, really good in that second round. Yeah, I think... Um... I think obviously Jack Doyle is going to benefit from this a lot as well. Jack, you know, Rivers has always loved his tight ends, um, and I think I think I saw a stat. I think that in the last, I think it's five or six years, Rivers' tight ends haven't finished outside the top fifteen. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's had is, great players to throw to. So he's, he's had Antonio Gates, and then obviously Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry yeah. gets in every other game, every other game, but he's still a great yeah. player. I mean, yeah, I mean. But Jack Doyle's always been a good talent. Um, yeah. I think obviously he was a bit unfortunate the fact that then Andrew Luck went out injured and then decided to retire. Yeah. So he's not really had the uh, the quarterback there throwing in the ball. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's all, right. that's all of us done, isn't it? That's all of us done. Um, that is, yeah. Yeah, so I think that'll wrap it up this week's episode. Um, we'll come back again next week. We'll, I think we're going to cover the trades next week, aren't we? Yeah, well, talk about some trades um obviously yeah. we'll try get better and better each week obviously we are very much amateurs doing this just because we like yeah. it so bear with yeah. us and obviously it will get better once we can actually sit together and 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 do it as opposed to looking at each other through our laptops yeah. um but no i think um, i think we'll try and get a few people on uh in the coming weeks as well we're in just a few discussions with a few people at the moment so either next week or week after we'll have somebody else on to make it a bit more interesting too yeah, and then we'll okay. start getting more about on the website as well. Yeah, the website will be launched soon. As soon as you start writing some stuff for us, uh, we'll put it on the website. Yeah, um, I've got a bit more time now. It's fine. Yeah. Um, we're also going to um, be posting a few more competitions as well, so just keep your eyes out on that. Um, just re- remember to follow us on uh, Instagram, um, footballfanatics underscore UK, uh, Twitter, ffanatics underscore UK, and uh, we'll give you the website once it's uh, up and live.
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.